This is the reading for 3-26-2021. Your mama said, don't need while you're speaking. But sometimes you will notice that all of us complain that we don't have time to seek God. The Bible says man does not eat bread alone. But we say we just don't have time to read the Bible. And I understand many times I have not been memorizing scripture. I always read my Bible. But maybe we could challenge God. Maybe we could give him a little bit of a lunch break. But sometimes it's difficult, I know. So now you see me eating and reading my Bible. Why? <clears throat> because I'm trying to be rude? No, because we need to develop in areas of spirituality, not just in areas of the flesh. I'm reading 1 Samuel 15. I'm trying to find a version that is very simple to use. So, we're going to read the Revised Standard Version, the RSV. I like that version a lot. So here we go. And Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now therefore, hearken to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came out of Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Do not spare them. But kill both men and women, infant and suckling ox, and sheep, camel, and ass. Now, very brutal. Very brutal. What are you going to say to this? People say, that's why I don't like this guy of the Old Testament. Look at what he's saying. Go and smite the Sabadoians, the Mexicans, the United Stadians, the Canadians, the Europeans. The Africans and utterly destroy all they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and suckling ox, and sheep, camel, and ass. Or donkey. What a most challenging thing to explain to somebody about genocide. Who wants to kill a baby? Kill an infant? It is one of the most dramatic parts in the Bible. Because it is very difficult to explain. Try to have the theologian explain to you why would God kill an infant. Now check this out. I have asked this question myself. One of the theologians said it like this. The parents were so wicked. There is a famous picture. And I don't know if I could pull it. But one time I was watching it. It's two parents. Uh, they were drug addicts. I mean they are. The mom is on the passenger seat. The dad is driving. And they, it seems like they're sleeping. And in the back there is a baby. Both of them overdose with narcotics, dead. 
and they had their baby in the back. Now, you might say, what a most terrible parents overdose, both of them, in the car with their baby in the back. Now, the question the theologian says, what would happen to the baby? Well, the baby would be adopted by who? So, one of the theologians has argued that God said to kill the infant to stop them from suffering because that infant was going to grow knowing that they killed all his family and he was going to seek revenge and it was going to be more and more and more bloodshed. I mean, these people were evil. Now, what, is, what does it say? The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now, therefore, hearken to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish what the Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way. First, we must ask, what did... I'm still in. Why did God get so upset? Now, if you ask me, why would God do this? Let me tell you an example of some of the parts that I've been a missionary. It says that the Amalekites refused to give water and food and kill the people, the weak ones in the back. So they were killing kids, the Amalekites. As Israel was advancing towards the promised land, they would attack them, kill kids, and kill the elderly and do this. So in one logic sense, God is telling them to do to the Amalekites what they did to other people. That's one logical sense. So God is uh, using retaliation to deal with these wicked people. Now, I have been in situations where people have refused. I've been riding my bicycle, not just here, but some other parts. And people have completely refused me water, even if I bought it. You know, like faucet water. Not, I mean, things you drink in the... Um, I mean, faucet water. So, it feels horribly and it feels very bad when you know that they have water, a water gosh, I mean, a water crater, but they refuse to give you water. It feels humiliating. And maybe this is what God said. Now, in this case, as somebody who has studied the Bible many years, I could tell you that these words are very difficult to explain. Go kill a bunch of kids. Because either God is not just, which that makes me a liar because God is just. Either God is not omniscient. He didn't see that these people are going to turn into monsters. But I do think God has complete authority and maybe all of us deserve to die. So, there was, I was in Mexico once, and there was this vicious dog. Uh, this lady was walking out, and then he comes out and attacks, tries to attack this lady. Over there in some Mexican farmhouses, they don't have dogs tied up. So, when you see one of those angry ones, you got to either juke it. People in motorcycles carry a stick because these guys will chase them and bite them. So they just have a stick and then just swing it in the air so the dog knows not to get close. Um, but some vicious people, I mean, 
It's very difficult subject here. One preacher said, I wish the Bible wouldn't let me preach about the 10%, about hell, and about the Amalekites. Because one implies giving when you don't have or when your income is little. The other one um, talks about eternal punishment for non-eternal crimes. And the other one deals with things that I cannot explain. So I don't know. And this one stumps me. But as, as the theologians. And the theologians have different versions. And I think I have read most of them. But one thing I could tell you. These Amalekites were evil as hell. Um, I don't know what else to say. Now you might think that all these guys were. Um, kill, but that is not so. God gave them the commandment to destroy them, but like so, many people disobey. disobey. The last Amalekite that we see in the book, in the Bible, uh, the some believe that Herod the Great was an Amalekite, but that's subject to history. It's uh, Haman, the Agonite. He was a descendant of the Amalekite king. The guy who gets chopped, his head chopped. We'll see how it is. And this guy was complete evil towards the Jew. I mean, he was so evil, he convinced the king to have an edict to the chop the head of all the Jews. And most likely, the Amalekites were so evil that over the history, they were convincing people to kick Jews out to persecute Jews. Let me t let me rephrase this thing. Most likely, God wanted to put a stop to what uh, these people were gonna do in the future. In 475 before Christ, so 400 before Christ, Haman plans to destroy and expel all the Jews from his land. So I think. Uh, this Haman guy and the Amalekites were being used by Satan. In 139 BC, Rome um, kicks all the Jews out. In 19 CE, so that's a uh, 19 common era, Tiberius again kicks out all the Jews. In 38 common era, they were all kicked out of Egypt. Um, then in 4153, the Jews were kicked out of Rome. In 73, the Jews defeat the first Jewish-Roman war, but they are being taken. They 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 took them as prisoners. This is um, where the temple was destroyed, I believe. Um, so in 415 common eras, Jews were kicked out again from Alexandria. All the Egypt, they were kicked out from Minorca, they were kicked out from um, most of the Middle East, the 7th century, that's where Mohammed comes to being, uh, in the 11th centuries, Jews were kicked out of Mainz, and the Crusades, Jews were persecuted, in the, in the 12th centuries, they were kicked out of Spain, um, they were kicked out of... Um, France 
Have you ever read the anti-Semitic legislation that these Jews had to encounter with these people? It says, in 1933, there was a decree by the Berlin City Commissioner to suspend all uh, doctors of Jewish descent. Why? Because they knew that they were going to target Jews on scientific experiments and no Jew wants to torture another Jew. In April 7 of the same year, all Jews were kicked out of the government. Why? Because they were making all these stupid laws and stupid proof and no Jew was going to allow another Jew to be persecuted. So they, were, they removed them from the government. In April 7, uh, they stopped Jews from being attorneys. And the April 25th, they declare the law about overcrowding schools and universities and they limit the numbers of Jews. Think about this. They are taking doctors, they are taking people from the government, they are disbarring attorneys, they are um, limiting Jews from higher education, and they are, they remove, they revoke the citizenship of the Jews, making them undesirable. I mean, these people have been in Germany for the long time, but these people are moving towards what, you think? Towards the annihilation of one race. This is what the Jews of Joshua time were facing with, from these Amalekites. The law, um, then the law in October 4th, they prohibit any Jew from doing, it, you know, editing posts in the newspaper. In 1935, the army laws, the, the army spells all the Jews from the army. Why? Because now you couldn't have any Jew in the army, so they couldn't snitch on the bad things that they were doing. Then they got really crazy where they didn't allow a Jew from having sex with a German because it would be chaotic, right? Then, in 1936, in January 11, they put an execution order to prohibit the Jews to be tax consultants. Why? Because they want to make up like laws that can hinder the Jew from defending themselves. And trust me, when the government wants to trump up charges, this is an area of consultants. Why? Because consultants are the brains of the people. The people are like little sheep, and the consultants spend all day long studying the laws, and they can help them, right? So then, the, the Reich spells all the, the bets. Why? Because the Jew knew that if there were no doctors, at least the bed could serve them. You know, one time, they would, maybe I shouldn't talk about that, because that's going to put my, my nation in shame. Okay. Then they started kicking out all the Jews from public school. In 1937, they stopped admitting Jewish children from the elementary schools. 
1938, they prohibit all Jews from changing their names. Jews are, were not stupid. I mean, if they did this here, I would be called Aidan Smith. <laughs> Why you have an accent? Because I'm mumbling. <laughs> I'll <stutter. laughs> In Feb uh, 5, 1938, they excluded any Jew from practicing any real estate or any type of prof profession like that. In, in March 18, they prohibit the Jew from owning guns or anything that has to do with gun merchandise. In April 22, 1938, they prohibit Jews from owning businesses. And it goes on and on and on until we get to 19... Um, 1938, they cancel all the contracts owned by Jewish firms, and they prohibit Jews from own, owning pigeons. Why? Because they will send messages. Um, then in November 28, they prohibit the freedom of Jews to move. Public school were closed to the Jew. Then all Jews had to close their businesses. Now imagine of people going through all this drama. What would, what would this lead? It led to a bunch of these Jews gassed. This is how wicked Satan used these Amalekites. They were wicked as wicked could be. Now what did we do to these people? You know what we did? We tried them and we executed them on the spot. We said these Nazis were so evil that we, the people of the world, said we cannot have another Hitler. And this Amalekite God was evil as evil could be. So this is the point that we get into a problem. I, I've, um, I have friends that were in World War II. One of my best friends used to, he suffered a lot in war, and he used to follow all these trials. He had every Nazi biography of those bad, evil guys, and he knew what happened to them, and he knew how they tried them. Now, we, as evil as we are, as human beings, we said, may those Nazis cross the line, man. We would shoot them, or if not, would hang them as a court martial after we gave them a chance to defend themselves. But, but, we criticize God, and we say, God is so evil. How can God, how can we as evil beings not tolerate Nazi policy? And how can we call God an evil being for killing everybody? Now we say, but they're killing kids. That's the part that I don't understand, because it's cumulative punishment. And I don't understand that. Now, if you overjuxtapose that with the laws of Leviticus, they, they had a way where they would check if the girl was virgin, they would let her be and make her somebody's wife. I mean, cruel thing. And then if the girl was not a virgin, they would get rid of her. It's bloody, bloody war. Now, so why can we just go and eradicate people now? Because God doesn't say that no more he said it to this person 
nobody in the world can say, well, God told me to. No. It is, these people must have been some very horrible people in history. Now, I challenge you on that. If we as being evil human beings, we say to the Nazis, or we said to the Nazis, you don't deserve to live, and they would hang them. Why do we criticize God? You know, when people criticize the Bible, they'll have these little people suffering, like shivering. No, they were monster people, you know, persecuting the Jew and taking advantage of the Jew and the old guy and the guy when they needed them the most. I mean, some of these wicked things that they did in 1939 and Feb 21, the Nazis declared that all Jews had to turn ownership of all their gold, silver, diamonds, and anything valuable to the state without compensation. I mean, this, this guys, now thank God because the Germans have changed. And this is the hope we have in life. Germans have changed so much. They are the light of the world. When we talk about this, when it comes to helping immigrants, let me show you why. Now, we, the United States, have the most immigrants in the entire world. Then it's Russia, then the Saudis, then it's Germany. Right now, according to some of the figures, Germany is moving up to the second level as to the United States. Um, that's where most of the Syrian refugees are going, and this is where most of the people want to go now in Europe. They have, Germany has a very good economy, I guess, that gives jobs. There is other countries who provide asylum. That means people who are fleeing from wars and stuff like that. This is critical because most immigrants come through asylum. It is something of, to prove that you have been persecuted where you could get asylum. Uh, and some of these Hispanics and some of these Syrians, not, they don't only have the proof, they have the markings in their body that they have been tortured and things like that. The United Arabs are really good at providing asylum. They are better than Canada, United States, Spain. China is not too good and um, there is not a lot of immigrants that go to China. China has a lot of people most likely that depend on them. So, I guess, you know, to, in, if you go to Germany to be a naturalized citizen, you have the right to reside in Germany most of the times if you're not a criminal. You could get residency there or if you pass a test and you are there eight years. If you don't live on welfare or some other income that related to government assistance, um, if you are able to speak in German, they'll give you some type of reference so you could get um, visa and stuff. So they are very good about that. Now, most of the immigrants in Germany are from Turkey, Poland, Syrian, Romania, Italy, Croatia, Greece, Bulgaria, Bulgaria, Afghanistan, Russia, Iraq, Serbia, Kosovo, Hungary, Spain, uh, France, and they have even the United Kingdom. There's a lot of people in Germany that live there. Uh, so, 
Germany has changed a lot. It's a new nation, and I don't want to kiss their butt. But they are changing, and that's one thing. But think about it. Why is it that we criticize God Almighty? When we human beings, and we are evil, we say, how can we have led Hitler and the Nazis be in power? So, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you. The sad thing about it too, is that, I mean, if you know the history, and I read a lot about it, about the history of how the Jews suffer. If he went to work, he, they would block his path. Nobody, you know there's a myth, the Jews own the banks, that's a lie. The only reason why the Jews went into lending money, it is because nobody would hire them. And they would save up their money doing simple odd jobs here and there. And the only job they had was to lend money. Why? Because there was always broke people and they didn't care if it was a Jew or not a Jew. They would lend them money and he would live off the interest. So he would start lending $20 and he would say, just give me $21 when you give me the money back. And he would live off the dollar. That was the only profession. The other profession is to strap yourself with a bunch of goods and knock on door to door. And don't mention you were a Jew. So, and have all your paperwork in hand on the bill of sales. Because if the police caught you with a bag, they would say you were stealing. So you had to prove that you were an honest person everywhere you go.